the biggest challenge was certainly this need to commit, which is a scary thing to do when you don't have a ton of time and you haven't really fully fleshed out the idea. We are problem solvers, architects, landscape architects, engineers, technologists, designers, digital nomads. We are Holoblog. Welcome to Holoblog. Holoblog is an audio podcast from Holoblog Architecture, Inc. Holoblog is a series of conversations, ideas, opinions, and a tangential journey into all things design. Episode 8. Nothing shows off the capability of an architecture firm more than a competition. Even if the proposed project is never meant to be built, the benefits are many. Creativity, recognition, portfolio material, and while there are always limitations, mostly time and internal resources, the end result can be completely without. A submission in an architecture competition, like great theater, jazz, or culinary escapades, can be transcendent. With this in mind, Hollowblock was pleased to participate in its second competition. Here's the story. This is Roddy Hanna. So the project was uh, the design of a wine tasting room in Portugal. Uh, just outside of Lisbon. This is Roddy's friend and fraternity brother, Scott Oglesby. So I think it was 20 kilometers from the coast, the Atlantic coast. Um, it's a beautiful area. It's on a, a slight hill, so that was kind of nice. You could have a, a good perch um, to go out and enjoy some wine. The vineyard that we were designing for uh, Monte Oro, I think is how it's pronounced. Okay, let's break here for a sec. I found a YouTube clip of the owner of the vineyard, Jose Bento dos Santos, pronouncing the name of the estate. Quinta do Monte Doiro. It means hill of gold, so called for the way the sun lights up the fields when it sets. Here it is again, three-quarter speed. Quinta do Monte Doiro. Uh, do you feel like some other languages sound like they're spoken much faster than English? I found an interesting study that was done on the relative speeds of seven common languages, and it found that Per number of syllables, they weren't off by more than a couple of seconds. They also, over time, communicated the exact same amount of information. Ah, uh, language. Back to our story. Um, Quinta do Montedoiro? Is a small batch uh, vineyard, so they don't produce a ton of product a year, but they're very, very particular about their grapes, uh, about their um, process, and about how they age their wines. The competition was hosted by a group called Bee Breeders, an international architecture competition organizer. The competition wanted you to focus on was obviously the view. That was probably the most compelling part of the, the site. Uh, and that's uh, a, a big, uh, big guiding factor for us as we undertook the design. But it, was, it was quite a challenge because we were limited to uh, I believe it was 60 square meters, so roughly 650 square feet. So not a big space at all, especially whenever you factor in that they wanted a really custom table that can fit 30 people plus um, some basic amenities like water and a storage and uh, you know to su su support the mechanical systems and everything else for the building. So the post crossed Scott's Facebook feed. I did a, a winery design back in college for just for school. And uh, so that just kind of caught my eye and followed up on it and read some of the paperwork and everything, thought it was really interesting and 
hey, would you even consider doing this? And he jumped right on it. Yeah, it was a very quick decision because we only had a day or two to actually register after he shared the link to us. And uh, just kind of went from there. When you jump into an international competition with barely a month before submission, you want to hit the ground running. Uh, from from the beginning, I think I just uh, tried to guide the team. Um, and it certainly wasn't a sole effort. Uh, there was a lot of guidance from, from all participants, uh, Scott and Brendan, namely at this point. Uh, Millen joined us a bit later. Everyone found their groove. Um, but what I wanted to do was just start us off on the right foot uh, and and give us some sort of direction. So um, so my, my main focus was working on kind of the detailing and how does it really all fit together. Brendan Lawler. I guess I, from kind of an early, <clears throat> early stages of it, I kind of took over just the site conditions, the existing site, modeling that, um, a little bit of site analysis, but I think that ultimately shifted over to Millen and Scott. I guess in the end, my big deliverable was all the renders. Millen Patel. I think they just needed a little bit of graphic help. Um, and, uh, that, ultimately is what I brought to the table. I saw all these great uh, conceptual uh, sketches um, and the idea was like, like I said, was already there. So I just, I just came in and helped tell the story. Really. I think I, I, I saw the idea of the grape and then the, the cross section of the root. I just wanted to kind of, in a linear format, tell that story and then ultimately generate a plan from it. So, so uh, while I don't think I necessarily led the massing development. I was certainly a big part of that. Uh, along with Brendan, he and I were, were predominantly responsible for rationalizing that form uh, in Revit. My main focus was a lot of the historical research of the vineyard uh, and the functional research of the vineyard. Uh, and then some of the other partners were looking at things like site and uh, building materials. So uh, people just tended to volunteer, which is great when you've got a, a small team like this of motivated individuals. I should mention that we documented the entire design process with sketches, renderings, and select excerpts from our Slack channel over on our Instagram feed at holoblock, that's H-O-L-O-B-L-O-K, if you'd like to check it out. On to the challenges. The biggest challenge was certainly this need to commit, which is a scary thing to do when you don't have a ton of time and you haven't really fully fleshed out the idea. But at the end of the day, I think that's the nature of practice anyway. We're, we're never going to have as much time as we want. And if you ever get as much time as you actually need, you're never going to be profitable. So it, it's a good way to kind of stretch those muscles, flex those muscles and work out those muscles so that you can be more definitive uh, in your day-to-day -day practice uh, and you can do it without real fear of any bad repercussions. I think uh, this competition was difficult because the design brief almost asked for for conflicting information, and they were asking for a lot of um, information we didn't really feel was relevant. Uh, there was kind of a disclaimer at the end that said, these are just guidelines, so just follow what you think. And we did deviate from those quite a bit. Um, but the fact that we had to make some very quick decisions, because we only had about a month uh, to deliver this whole thing, meant that we couldn't really dawdle along the way. So, you know, we we set targets and tasks for everybody and there was no compromising on those targets and tasks. We said that uh, the concept needed to be finalized by a certain date and we finalized it even though there might have been some butterflies in the room that we weren't really sure that was the right way to go. But had we not kind of committed to something, 
I don't think we would have finished. Fitting everything to within the size. And so you had to take a little bit of liberty in the way you interpreted what their size requirement is. So we took that as that's the, the tasting room proper. So that's where that table is and those 30 people sit. So we didn't count the mechanical space within that square footage or, or square meter um, area because it just, it wouldn't fit. Um, there was just the room for the table within that, that footprint. Even if you do a curve and try to get it to really be as efficient as possible, um, that that was probably the, the tightest um, program I've had to work with recently. Um. Timeline, I think we, like I said, we jumped on it really late. I'm sure you'll hear this from everybody, but um, I think registration for those kind of things opened like six plus months before, and we jumped on maybe a month or six weeks, maybe. Um, so yeah, just uh, just the sheer time of it. But um, and then another thing too is we kind of approached it with two different concepts. Um, Roddy had a concept of which we ultimately went with of kind of this more round form. Whereas my original idea was kind of more rectilinear form. And that's kind of typically where my mind goes in terms of design anyway. So it was a, it was a personal challenge, I think, kind of coming around to the idea of something of what it ended up being. So, you know, it's hard to, as much as I completely believed in the design, it's really hard to visualize and model something that you're not quite there with yet. So um, I think that compared or coupled with the, um, the short turnaround time was a bit of a challenge, but once, uh, kind of once we got going, once things all started coming together, it just kind of, it, it appeared, right? And it was like, wow, this is really working. Huh. Challenge. I'm not sure. I think, uh, the fact that we were all completely remote, I, I'm not used to working that way. So, uh, Slack, I kind of got familiar with that very quickly. Um, so just understanding that just throw things up there and you'll get comments right away and i think that was really great but i was not very familiar with that particular process so um, but i think it ultimately worked out great we had our sunday meetings and uh, usually an hour long they would usually be longer than that just with good conversation and, and everyone getting excited about telling the story but uh, yeah real challenge i'm not sure that there was in this particular project i'm not sure that there was a real challenge. I mean, if I had to do the renderings, that would have been challenging. But uh, as far as generating sketches and everything, I think it was just it was my wheelhouse and it all worked out perfectly. So. And the favorite details. I think my favorite detail is, is probably the, the ribbed structure um, that we came up with. Uh, we had to kind of reconcile this this approach to the wine tasting room uh, that was skewed by skewed in relation to the view to the vineyard. So we had to rationalize a grape, which is a very symmetrical form, but we had to find a way to skew circulation within there. And the way we achieved that was we created a radial ribbed structure from a point on the site and had the structure um, radiate from that point. Uh, and it, it really made a nice expression, not just uh, from a structural standpoint, but also from an experiential standpoint inside the, the space. Uh, when you walk in there and you see these big ribs just uh, soaring over your head, uh, it's, a, it's a very impactful uh, space, I think. Um, it would be lo lovely to see it uh, in person. Uh, maybe one day we'll get to see something like it in person, or maybe this will get built uh, at the end of the day. But uh, for me, that was probably the best detail. I think also, uh, I'll, I'll admit to some bias there, that's probably where I spent a lot of my time on the competition was resolving that. 
uh, resolving the not just the mass, but then also the, the structural solution. So maybe that's why um, I I have an affinity towards it. Um, I like the aspect of as you're coming towards the building, uh, kind of along this alley area that's part of the the, the winery tour. Um, as you come up to the entry of the building, you make a left to continue the tour and everything like that. You, can, you get the, the full front facade of the building, but you can't tell what's inside of it or what's beyond it. And so we kind of made it a, a journey. So as you approach the building, it kind of gives you this intrigue. What is that? Okay, that's our final destination. And then as you enter the building um, and you kind of curve around the curved wall of the building, it just begins to open up taller and taller and more open and more daylight until you finally get to that main primary view, that sense of arrival um, that you're kind of on this ledge overlooking the, the vineyards, this beautiful curved table right there in front of you. Um, it kind of took some inspiration from a little bit of Frank Lloyd Wright and the way he forces people to, to have a smaller kind of tighter, darker entrance opening up into a bigger space whenever you enter into his homes and things like that. This will have much the same impact and feeling. I like the circulation as you move throughout the building. It's kind of got this really, uh, uh, what's the word? Circular centrifugal, is that the word? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, how it all just kind of formed around around this center point. Um, you know, you enter the building, you kind of, let me back up here. When you, when you enter the building, you basically, you don't really see what's going on and you kind of circulate around the central table that was kind of the, the feature of the entire building. And then as you move outside and downstairs around the wine cellar, you're always kind of traveling in the circular path. Which I found was really interesting because the views were, you know, virtually 270 degrees from that point on the site. So no matter where you are, you're kind of experiencing the site from a different, from a different perspective, different location. You're seeing different grapes, seeing different fields. Um, that it sat on site was great. Favorite detail, uh, there might be a few, but uh, I know it seems gimmicky, but I really loved using the logo um, as the table. I thought that solved a lot of problems for us. Um, you know, it was you know just abstracting their logo really into a table format, uh, getting all the seats around it. I thought you know that that just kind of worked perfectly with the form and the shape of the, the architecture so i thought that was one of the great ones and then that that curved wall with the stair hidden in it i thought that was a pretty neat detail just going down to the lower level so um those are my two favorite ones really i believe there are two philosophies to entering design competitions one philosophy is to try to figure out whatever it would take to win the other is to use the opportunity to challenge yourself and see what you're capable of creating. Everybody likes to win, but the latter approach will guarantee a philosophical win each time you try. Socialize, eat great food, have fun, do great work. We are hollow block. Music for this episode comes from the excellent Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org and features the Portuguese guitar stylings of Alexander Batarias. Oh, one more thing. If you want to slow down any language in the world, just open another bottle of wine. Thanks for listening. Holoblog is a podcast production produced fortnightly by Holoblock Architecture, Inc. Learn more at holoblock.com. <laughs>